What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back. Episode number two, guys. Are we live? Are we live? All right. We live, we live. Welcome, everybody, to episode number two. Uh, this is the Boxing Club podcast, straight out of Supreme Boxer Boxing Club Boom. in Lake Elsinore. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? Doing, doing good. good. We're all here. Doing great, man. Fantastic. How, how was the weekend? Exciting. Exciting. It was a pretty crazy weekend, man. Crazy ah, I personally had a wild weekend, a rough weekend. At the same, I had a good weekend as well as a rough weekend. Funny Talk one. about it, Coach. Story well, time. my weekend was, well, for an example, my daughters are competitor swimmers. And since we're in California, all they do is practice, distant practice and swimming. And for months they've been swimming. And so it's for a while they get tired of swimming. It's like anybody practicing. You're practicing, but you're not doing anything with it. So Arizona allowed you to compete. So my girls wanted to compete, and I said, all right, we'll go to Arizona to compete. We can actually do that since all the training you've been doing for months of training. So we decided to go to Arizona. So from Arizona, it was, you know, five and a half hour drive, which is not bad for Arizona, though I don't like driving. Five and a half hours, I'm making it in four. So I tried, I tried. So being in Arizona, so here's one, here's one of the weirdest things that ever happened to me. Um, so we get to our hotel, and, you know, my wife, you know, says, okay, hey, I got the keys to go up there. We're in the third floor. So uh, keep in mind, I just drove five and a half hours. I'm tired. Ready to take a nap. So I followed my family going to the third floor, going to the room. And as we unloaded, I said, hey, I'll go back downstairs to the car and grab the rest of the stuff. And I was walk- as I was walking down, one, I didn't bring the door key to get in. And two, I don't even know what room we're in. Oh, nice. I just oh, walked nice. away, you know, thinking that nice. I could get back. You know, a typical man yeah, doesn't remember. need instructions. You're on autopilot. So exactly. So I walk downstairs and go to the car, go to the car and come back. And I realized when I came up to the elevator and I said, hmm, did I go, do I go left or do I go right? So I realized I don't know what room we're in. So I'm going by sight. I said, I'll, I'll make a right turn. Can't go wrong with that, going right. So I make the right turn, I'm following the hallway, and I go, oh, there's my door. And the door was in jar. So I go, perfect, my family knew that I didn't bring my key, so they were nice enough to leave the door ajar for me to walk in. So as I walked in, right away, it was in my room. (laughs) So, and what I mean by that, I walked into two people Screwing. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. shit. They were doing the hibbity So, <laughs> full fledged? Yeah, yeah, they were in it. They were in it. <laughs> at least, at least they not. were in it. So, was the door open? Well, the door was ajar, so I walked in. Now, they had no idea that I walked in, but I was, I was caught off guard. So, when I walked in, I yelled out, Oops, wrong room. <laughs> As I said that, yes. they both jumped up because they were surprised, like, Who the hell are you? Yeah. So yeah, I have two funny. naked people jumping up, you know, looking at me. I'm like, sorry, I'm in the wrong room. So as I backed out, the guy obviously got up and he looked at the door and I said, hey, I apologize, wrong room. And I just kept going. So I thought that was my room. So, so I go back wrong. to the elevator and I said, okay, obviously it's not a right turn, it's a left turn. So I went to the left turn, followed the, follow it right through, and then I go, oh, that's my room. So I knocked on my door and I told my wife, um, you're not going to believe what just happened. And I explained what happened. You know, nice. she goes, only you would not know how to get back and follow two people screwing. So that was my first day of going into the hotel. 
watching people screw on. Uh, <laughs> when, when wow. we started off. So, yeah. Moral of the story, when you want to go right, it's, it's always left. left. It's always left. left. <laughs> so, and know what room number you're on. So that being said, um, that's not good. And then so as we went to practice to see where my girls needed to be, which was only a five-minute drive, which was awesome for where we were located, I dropped my phone. And where my phone hit, it hit the glass. Oh. Cracked the glass. And so when I looked at my phone and I go, oh, great, I can't see anything there. Man. It could receive phone calls, but I, I couldn't answer couldn't it. Couldn't touch the screen. Oh. Couldn't touch the screen. It was... So I said, all right, I'll just put the phone away. It's, it's no longer good, And I, as much as I try to play with it. And to be honest, when you're all, you know, weekend without your phone, you kind of want to look what's going on mm-hmm. and what's, what's happening. And obviously, it seemed that. So I ended up walking away from it. So the whole weekend had no phone. Um, coming back to California, had to get a new phone. And getting the new phone, that was a pain in the butt. I don't want to go there with it. But finally, when I got my phone, I ended up having 57 texts. Damn. Who the hell's been texting me? 30 of them were from us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. So that was my weekend. It was a good weekend and a bad weekend. Meanwhile, my girls competing did well. That's so good. that was really good. Perhaps so they were happy about their, com- their, their competitive schedule level, what they were doing. So that was on a good note. No question. How are they not competitive boxers? You know, I had them doing that. They're just swimmers. The mom's a swimmer. Oh. So, because, you know, they love, they love mom more than me. Got well, technically, so. aren't we all swimmers? No, I can't swim. <laughs> I, I can't swim for <laughs> shit. I'll tell you that. I can't swim for <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, as that kind of a swimmer, yeah. That was the only time I was a good swimmer. Oh, man. That's funny. I, I, fell, in, I fell into boxing because of my dad and then just eventually fell in love with the sport. But I think that's, that's uh, I mean, you got to love this sport. Right, that you do. You have to love it. It's not a. It's not a. You can't come in and play and try it out and see how fun it is. You have to love this sport. That is, you're right. It's not an easy sport. The the truth is, being that I own a boxing gym Mm -hmm. and people that walk in my door all want to know how to box. They all know how to how to fight. How to fight. But the truth is, either you have it or you don't, and you Mm -hmm. have to want it to have it because just because I want to learn how to fight, but I don't want to do the work. And that's what really kills everybody. They don't understand. You, you have to be very athletic. It's yeah. more than just punching. You have to under, understand you fight with your feet. Mm-hmm. Your feet are everything. Yeah. Your feet are your fighters. So they're the ones that do the moving, the slip. You know, that's what helps you slip, how to shift your hips. And the body mechanics, if people think, I'm just shifting my hands. No, it's not. Mm-mm. And that's really the problem with people come in. They think they know how to fight. And if you watch these YouTubes where people are trying to fight, they look weird. Mm-hmm. Some of them look kind of funky. Funky. Windmills. You know, it's like, oh, what, what am I windmill? doing? And when they realize, I thought I could really <laughs> fight. Said a cholo cholo windmill, bro. But that's, that's, all, that's, that's exactly. All fights I have, it's really windmill. based on your footwork, what makes yeah. you a fighter. So that's, you know, anybody can throw a punch without your feet moving. It's like anybody can swing a bat. Yeah. Doesn't mean but you can hit you the ball. Hit the ball. Yeah, so exactly. that's really the thing about boxing. So, real quick, I've got a lot of feedback from our first episode. Thanks, everybody who tuned in and listened. Oh, yeah. Appreciate thank you, thank that. You. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Sure. A lot of great thank you so but much everybody's asking me, like, why you? Why you guys? Why you guys decided to make a podcast? So I feel like we deserve to give them a little introduction, a little background about who we are and why we're here. So real yeah. quick, we got Coach El Wapo. Yeah. Armando. <laughs> Be careful, because he will take your chick. Yeah. <laughs> We also got E Slick, who's an up-and-coming amateur fighter at the moment. 
And we got Mr. Lou Almighty up in this building. The Almighty. Woo. Almighty. And I am yours truly, Big Chubbs. But uh, go ahead, Coach. Talk about yourself. Oh, okay, a little bit of my background. I, I am the owner of a boxing gym of Supreme Boxer Boxing Club. The best fucking gym in the IE, In Lake Elsinore, California. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's been... Back that up. It's been running for 25 years. So technically, it's the first boxing club in Lake Elsinore, and we've been here eight years. So eight years in Lake Elsinore. Wherever I move, the gym follows when I say it's been with me 25 years. A um, little bit of a background on myself. Um, I've been in boxing all my life. I'm 57 years old. Um, my family were boxers, so I was born into boxing. So it was not something I picked up. I was born into boxing. When I say born into boxing, four of my uncles fought professionally. So as, a, as, as an infant, they always had gloves on me. So each of my, coach, each of my uncles were coaching me as I was growing up as a kid. And I competed for 10 years as an amateur. Um, my, um, Ruben Barone was my main coach, which was my favorite uncle. Don't tell them that. <laughs> so uh, he was my favorite uncle and really guided me to fight. So with, so with the 10 years of amateur, you know, I had a lot of fights as an amateur. We used to fight every week. And so keep in mind when people are like, how did you do? And I go, I thought we were playing. I didn't look at it as a fight. As a kid, you know, you're just having fun. But I didn't play football. I didn't do baseball or basketball. I wasn't really good at any of those sports. Um, just strictly boxing. As much as I was getting older, my parents were like, hey, you need to do football and basketball and all that. And find, finding out that wasn't really my niche. Um, you know, I love playing football on the street. I love playing basketball in the street, but as, as a team, it wasn't for me. So I would always go back to my boxing. Um, so that being said, I competed for 10 years as an amateur. Um, right, into, right after my amateur career, I went right into pro, real young and early. And I fought professionally for 10 years. So 10 years of just fighting professionally. And, and I retired in 92. Mm. I, I became a pro in 82 and ended in 92. And from there, as when, you know, still a young man, you know, you don't feel old as a boxer. How old were you then? I was, I was 18 when I was a professional. 18 to 18 years old as a professional. 28. And I, thanks to my dad, he said either <clears throat> get a job or go to the military. Ooh. And I said, oh, okay, I'll get a job. <laughs> my job was I'm going to sign up to be a pro boxer, which that's not what he wanted, but that's what I ended up becoming. Nice. So, um... I, my, I made a hundred bucks my first professional oh, fight my gosh. and yeah, that was a lot of money a hundred bucks back then back then in 82 so my dad was telling me you got to pay rent and I said and I remember telling him here you go here's a hundred bucks you gave him the whole thing I gave him the whole thing oh dang and uh, well right. because here's the thing it's funny rent was 200 <laughs> you know back in 82 200 for this dump? This is my parents' house. <laughs> I'm paying 200 for this dump. You know, here's 100 for now. And I said, you know, and I go, I made that in just a short time. Yeah. And he goes, well, how did you make 100 bucks? I said, oh, I went and found professionally. And he wasn't oh, he didn't know? He didn't know. He wasn't oh, happy wow. about that. Wow. And he goes, I didn't want you to go professional. I said, well, I didn't want to go to the military. <laughs> so... Um, you made me choose. I chose. So I, you made me choose exactly, and I chose to box. So that being said, you know, and I loved it. Um, you know, it was easy for me to, as an 18-year-old, um, going into boxing. And again, I did it for 10 years. In '92, you know, when they say, "Hey, when you get into your, you know, just about when you're almost getting close to 30, we're considered old as a fighter." And 
realizing, ooh, maybe I'm getting old. I started out at 118, and then 122, and then I grew into 130, and that was really my weight at 130, as when I retired. So I realized, oh, maybe I shouldn't fight anymore. In 95, I went back to the gym being retired to go back to training. And from there, you know, training feeling good, I, I still have it. And I was giving some other pro fighters some advice of what they need to be doing that I thought that was wrong. And later on when I was leaving, they came, hey, came back. They said, come back again. You were correct. You corrected us correctly. That was mm. a good thing. And I said, okay. And that's really started my, my coaching career. So when I came back, I started coaching them and coaching other people. And mind you, I was doing this all for free. So you fell into it then. I so fell, into, fell it. into it. Yeah, I never predicted that I would ever uh. be a coach. That was something that was not – and I never thought of myself as – as a coach, I saw myself as a fighter. Mm -hmm. Now I'm a fighter, not a coach. What did you think about it at first, though? Like, <clears throat> it was it was kind of weird, but it felt good that someone asked for my advice, you know. And I said, okay, here's what we're doing. And I remember when we were sparring, I was still beating them up, you know. I think, God, I'm retired and I'm still beating you guys up, and, you know, correcting their mistakes as we were going. And then <laughs> he's like, take your lesson and take that too. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um, so, and I knew I was going to go back as a pro. I said, you know. So it basically, and how really how it started from there was. The other coaches were getting upset uh, that I was, they loved that I was there. Mm. They didn't like the idea that I was tired of taking more guys. And I realized it was disrespecting the gym. We were like, you know, I'm not really their coach. And I'm walking in here oh, yeah. and people are constantly asking for my advice. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, that's how my gym grew. It started in a garage. I said, you know what? I can't train you guys here. But you know what? If you still want to learn from me, let's go to my house and I'll train you in my garage. That way nobody knew about it. As we did that, my garage st started growing growing mm. and believe it or not, i was i wasn't charging i was i just enjoyed the sport oh my god so, when you don't charge and you give everybody free lessons of boxing it gets really big really so crazy. and i remember to this day when i started out i said like, you know what i need to start charging yeah. so i told everybody okay 10 bucks a person Damn, i thought that, i met yeah, you too late that, <laughs> <laughs> right so at 10 bucks i said man this is cool this is great i'm teaching some some people 10 bucks that I loved that again, I would have continued free. Yeah. So that's how I started growing with the boxing. And then um, from there, it just kept growing, getting bigger and bigger. And here we go. I own a boxing gym. Nice. Sorry. And that, so, that, that goes boxing gym at that. Yeah, to be very much so. And yeah. that goes to, to, to inform everyone who sees, um, you know, Adrian Broner and Floyd Mayweather's hundred cars and three mansions. It doesn't start like that. You have to, like I said, you have to love the sport because a lot of people make no money spend money you're like in the negative with your training camp and um there's no money at first and that is so true i mean now the gym's been going on for 25 years which is a long time which it made no money uh, which makes no sense <laughs> to continue work <laughs> so but i love the sport and but i continued it and but now the gym is profitable yeah i have to good. say so i'm doing good Very so good. being Very patient good. and all that and i love it so and i love my gym well, that's Coach El Wapo. El Wapo. He's slick. What's up, baby? So, Talk what's to up? me. So, man, like, I started literally after high school. I pretty much is just a bunch of guys, you know, it, all it is, you know, finals, testing, testing, doing this and that. And, you know, a couple of my friends brought a pair of boxing gloves after school. So, I was like, let's, you know, let's throw hands a little bit. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to be the one that, do it. I didn't want to be the guy that got his ass kicked. <laughs> or, you know, get knocked out, you know, everyone's going to remember. And so I, I started training, you know, at home. And my dad saw me, he's like, man, you're pretty good. You hit, you hit kind of hard. You want to train at a boxing gym? I was like, I guess, you know, if you, 
I don't want to pay for it, but you know, I'll go. I'll see. I'll, I'll see what's it. up. I'll yeah. test it out. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I found this place, uh, Lake Elsinore, and I started coming here. It's a little in there. A little. Which it was it? Uh, Supreme Boxer Boxing Club. Oh, that's Lake Elsinore, there you go. Okay. Shameless the plug. one and only gym. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I saw it was just. I just liked it. I just like you know the feeling you get when you get come in the gym. You know, it's very, very. Feel the camaraderie. You know, with a. Just everyone here. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, I slowly started building up. And I've been in uh, boxing for five years now. That's great. And started here. Been here since. You know, training with Coach. And what's funny is that he used to live down the street from me. And when he was training people out of his garage. Really? He literally, <laughs> I could walk to his house in like five minutes. Well, and I did not you, know. But you were a little kid or I, you were I was age? probably, I was, maybe I was like, High school, I could have oh, been go training with him since I was a freshman. Dang. I wish I would have. I wish I would have known he was yeah, right there. Five minute walk. Five yeah. minute walk versus now a freaking forty still, minute drive. Still make you jog so around the block. How many, you, how many amateur fights you got right now? Right now I have uh, eight. I would have more, but you know people look at me. I've, I've showed up. We've shown up, and they just look at us and they're like, "We don't want to fight." Oh yeah, because like, you're tall. You're I'm tall, tall and, and yeah, you're I'm big, tall and you're lanky, so I'm like, people look at me and they get intimidated. Cool. So what's up with you, Luke? Well, for me, I have one of those those uh, back-to-back stories for that. But uh, to shorten it up, I I grew up in in boxing as well. My dad was a big boxer in the Bay Area, Oakland, Richmond, California. He um, all in the newspapers. Uh, grew up fighting, turned pro, um, undefeated, and uh, then uh, eventually moved down to Southern California. It kind of got me into it, uh, walked me into the gym at like, I want to say 11 years old, 10 years old, walked me into the gym on, on D Street in Paris, Paris, California. And um, Is that P-Town Boxing? That's P-Town, no, it's not P-Town Boxing. It was um, D Street, uh, I forget the name of the gym at that time, but it was um, it was not uh, what, what P-Town Boxing is now. Um, but I, I was there maybe like a month or two months and kind of getting into it and I was pushed on you know to the side to, to learn the fundamentals and hard-headed as I am I didn't want to learn fundamentals I wanted to just you know get in there and bang and then uh, eventually you know got got the lazy kid mentality my dad wouldn't drive me to the gym he wanted me to run and I didn't want to run over there I wanted him to take me to the gym so um, eventually just threw my hands up and I'm like, I don't want to do it anymore I'm not fighting anyone and I'm not getting right to the gym so so I let it go but I always loved boxing. I always watched it. Uh, we watched all the pay-per-views and um, um, eventually got into the cable business and I was driving up north, moved back to, uh, to Richmond. And I remember driving up to the office one day after, if I remember correctly, it was around like the, the De La Hoya versus Mayweather fight, one of the big fights or Shane Mosley. And I'm like, I remember thinking that night, this, this is, I mean, I'm athletic enough to do it, and I just don't know why I never did it. My dad's like, you're, you're only 20-something years old. Just do it. Why don't you just do it? And I remember driving to the office that day, and I drove by Novato Boxing Club, and I literally turned the truck around, got off the exit, signed up that day, went and got a haircut, got a mohawk haircut, a faux hawk, and uh, got some gloves, and I started training that day. That day. Signed up, paid the fee, started training. So you didn't go to work that day? I did not go to work that day. I went in late, but I didn't really work, if that makes any sense. <laughs> um, then from there, um, I worked my way up, and I wasn't in, in, in a 
like an entry level class. And like I said, I'm hard headed, man. I wanted a bang and, and I would not, they just wouldn't throw me in there. And, and eventually I, I learned it's because it's for your own safety. There's so much more to just banging and throwing leather. You have to learn to protect yourself and, and all that good stuff. And I didn't want, I didn't understand that. And I didn't want to understand it. I wanted, I wanted to spar. So eventually went out of that, um, went out of that gym into our pal, Richmond, our pal with coach John Island. And he took me to the side and groomed me a little bit more sitting on the right hand and just a lot more uh, detail in the training. And that's when I really turned it into a more serious, I started going there almost every day. And um, then I moved to Los Angeles for work. And that's where I ended up at the last gym I was at, um, at the Tangus Boxing Gym with uh, Ricky Funes and Joe Goosen. And that's when it really turned real. That's when I learned the, the, the realness of, of, of training, Tur uh, sparring with um, prospects, at the time prospects, um, like uh, Juan Funes, uh, Maurice Lee. I, I actually sparred Andre Berto. Um, just a lot of stuff like that. And really seeing the intense training, like the diets and, and the back end of the box, the business end, you know, they're always, they, were, they were always in there talking contracts. And I'm like, it was just a whole different world. And, um, you know, just fell in love with it, kept training till, till, till I could, and, and just recently uh, stopped training. But, I, I mean, I, if I could, I'd live and breathe boxing. That's what's up. Now, it's amazing one if I can cut in. Real, real quick, in case for you guys that don't know, now Lou does the apparel for us. That's right. So, uh, pro level. That's right. so pro talk level about apparel, that pro baby. level. Well, pro level started um, started kind of as a hobby with uh, my former business partner. We we went out to get some T-shirts made, and it was like a headache. It was weird. It, it, nothing was straightforward. So we were like, let's just do it ourselves. So we started doing it ourselves, and then being tied into the boxing game, I knew a lot of a lot of up and coming fighters. I knew a lot of um, prospects, a, a couple of pros, and uh, you know, with Ten Goose Boxing as well. Um, I'm sure if you're in the boxing game, you know their shirts, the, you know, the goose with the star. Um, we made those for him too, um, it, but it was designed by Savages, I think, or something like that. Um, but we turned that hobby into designing, um, you know, making logos, making apparel, and then eventually getting deep into the apparel game. So transferred it over here. So now uh, my brand is um, Pro Level Apparel, and we do the shirts for Supreme Boxer. We'll be doing all the merch for uh, the boxing club as well. So look out. We'll have the links up soon. Make sure to support. Uh, for sure. The quality of the shirts are good. The Absolutely printing is good. I, I have to admit, I've, I've been several printers. To, and you, and like you said, it is complex when you want someone to help mm -hmm. you out, do the shirts and all and the designing. You've designed quite a few different logos for me, yep. uh, which I love. Um, the quality of the shirts, the minute I went with your shirt, everyone told me, I love, I love the quality of the shirt. Apparently, yeah. I had some cheap shirts. So, <laughs> so. But, you know, you know we, 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 we uh, pride ourselves on that. We don't put it out unless you have to literally almost beg me to put out a cheap shirt for you if you want to pay, like, minimal, minimal. And I'll even help you out, in a sense, because I don't like putting out cheap quality. I have to agree because you, it, you sold me on it because yeah. everyone complimented the shirts. You know, and I was like... I wasn't expecting to hear it. Mm. And there was, oh, I like the quality of the shirt. Yeah. It's soft. Apparently, the shirts I had felt like sandpaper. Yeah, so. you know, there's, there's, there's thousands and thousands of, uh, you know, quality uh, levels of quality, types of shirts and then different levels of quality. But like I said, we don't like to put out cheap stuff. We don't like to put out, we, we want you to not only like the design, but like to be in the shirt. We want it to be your favorite shirt. And the boxing club, we want that to be your favorite, favorite shirt. Well, yeah. That it is. And it's, 
Pro Pro Level. Pro Level. Pro Level. Exactly. Level apparel. You can find us on Instagram. Pro Level Apparel. Correct. Very good. All right. Well, I'm Big Chubbs. I've I've been here what coach? Four months? Four months. Yeah, four months. Four months. He is training, ladies and gentlemen. I am training. He's training. Actually doing it. I can't wait to see him spar. I, I, I can't wait to see him spar. I always Mike told Tyson. myself I was big and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. But then I got really big and left out the sexy. <laughs> Came so, too much. So I just said, damn. And I was telling my boy Lou right here, damn, bro, I really, I really want to lose weight. He's like, fuck it, go box. Nah, hell no. Nah, just go box, bro. You lose that shit quick. I, I tell like, everyone How that. quick? Yeah. Oh, you lose it real quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got introduced to Supreme Boxer Gym here in uh, Elsinore mm-hmm. about four months ago. And I'm down 38 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, congratulations on that. Very good. Good on that. But I'm, I'm, your, I'm your casual fan. I, I think I know a little bit more than your average casual fan. But... Um, yeah, we put them up on game as much as we can. I think yeah. uh, the chemistry that that we had, like, off top with Coach and Lou. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Eric was the first one to pull me to the side and burn the hell out of my legs. Oh. Like, hey, you got to stand like this. And I was like, what the fuck? Why does that shit burn so much? Oh, yeah. Why does it hurt? It's not yeah. supposed to burn like yeah. this. Nah. Dude, I, I, was, muscle there. I almost cried, bro. Like, really? Hey, yeah, yeah. Dead. And, uh, you know, slowly I kept coming back and. I've been here four months, and, you know, I just decided one day, like, damn, after listening to these type of conversations, uh, Lou being, you know, with his background, Eric being an up-and-coming fighter, and, you know, boxing guru over here, uh, he's been doing it for longer than I've been born, than I've been alive, and it's like, I felt like it was a perfect chemistry, and here we are. Yeah, he he called me one day, and he was like, Let's do a podcast. And I'm like, what? He's like, let's do a podcast. For real? And I'm like, let's see where this goes. And put it go. together. We got Coach involved and we got Eric. And here we are. Yeah, exactly. Are. When he when he said, hey, do you want to be in it? I go, I'll be honest. I was hesitant. <laughs> not really. You know, I'm a coach and a lover, not a <laughs> podcaster here. Not a potter. So, but it, it worked out. I actually enjoy myself. Hey, if I can chime in for you real quick. For, most, for many people that know Eric and don't know Eric, uh, when Eric came into my gym, he, now he's going to go, don't talk about that. Oh, yeah. Eric was a heavy kid. Oh, yeah. He wasn't a skinny kid. Now, if you look at Eric, he's a uh, I look okay He's now. fit. You look at him, he's fit. When I tell people, you know, he used to be heavy, that's impossible. He's fit. And I'm he's fat. fit. He's, when you look at him, he's lean, all muscled out and all that. And there's no way that he was heavy. And I go, I would tell everybody, hey, Eric, show me your fat picture. <laughs> That's all I hear. Is that, hey, Eric, I'm all thinking Show me your fat about, picture. He's going to ask me something. I'm so, show me your fat picture. Show me your fat picture. And to be honest with you, what, you know, the people that know Eric didn't realize, I didn't know he was heavy. And the, I tripped out when I, I would saw have your never picture. Bro. Really? You see how heavy Hell he was. Yeah, and was and the, and you, you see him jump rope. He's a great jump roper. But when he came into the gym, he didn't know how to jump rope. He didn't know how to jump rope. One, two, stop. One, stop. That's how I am right now. I'm getting a little bit. Really, it just takes takes time, time. and you'll get there. And like I said, if you you know Eric, you look at it, there's no way for for the ones who are listening. I want to see his fat picture. You know, we'll post it up. But (laughs) Actually, you know what? We're we're posting that on the gram today. So so you kind of see it. So boxing did, you know, (laughs) worked well for him just losing the weight itself. And, you know, he competes. 
I'm so, getting there, there coach. So, I'm getting there. Yeah, it went from like 200 to 148 was 140, my lowest. Dang. So, so about almost 50. 50 what weight do you compete at? Last 158. 158. Yeah, you're a big boy. Yeah, I'm six feet. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's us. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. But uh, let's talk about this past week in fights. Ooh. Oh, man. You guys are a big name. You guys watch that yeah. this weekend? or AJ? Yeah. Yes. I told you. And I told you on the last one, Anthony Joshua, man. He's, hey, bro, that uppercut looked vicious, though. Dude. He is vicious, I'm telling you. He hit him with, like, four in a row, right? Bro, it was like, bah. You know, when, bah. It, com- when it comes to the bah. uppercut, it really is an easy punch to throw. Just, he made it look easy. I was like, there's no way, because when you throw uppercuts, you're taking a chance of being countered. Are you saying it isn't an easy it's one? Not it's not an easy not thing okay. to do. Right. It's not at all. Um, you, you're exposed. You're very You're vulnerable. exposing yourself to yeah. throw but the way he was throwing it, he made it look so good and easy. And I'm like, man, I'm going to start throwing uppercuts. He was cutting butter with yeah. that. Like, he was. It was, was, it was so that's what really what brutal. ended up. Brutal. It was the beginning and the ending of it, no of the fight. And yeah. he actually looked really good. He, he was boxing beautifully. And he, his body physique looked so well trimmed. Considering when he, when he came in, he looked like Mr. Universe. And oh, I was like, before? Oh, yeah, yeah, those muscles are. Yeah. I go, those are gonna hurt him. The old age, you know. Buff, if yeah. you're looking for universe, Mr. Universe, you, 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 yeah, God, you're perfect nice. for it. Real, real quick, yeah. Um, I was I was a little bit tipsy on Saturday, so I was looking at it through a different perspective. <laughs> <laughs> the but when I seen him fight in that ring, right? I don't know if it was the color of his trunks, but he reminded me of like a Muhammad Ali. Yeah, no, I get it. The way I get he was, it. the way he it. was moving, the way he was gliding. The way he was throwing his punches. I'm telling you, man. Man, dude, very a, lot of, a lot of people. He looked amazing. He's very athletic. Very much so. Like I think that is the best fight that I've seen him fight was this past weekend. Yeah. You know, the way, like, he was on his toes. You know, he was moving. Did he was dodging. Did you see him dodging. fight Klitschko? Huh? When you see him fight Klitschko when he, when he beat Klitschko? Yes, and I still think he did way better in this fight. Yeah, I know. He, did, he, he looked he good. Looked, he looked like a straight stud. And I was like. Holy moly, guacamole. Yeah. This dude, like, I see a lot of resemblance, like, of Muhammad Ali right. and Joshua. No, I, Am I, I wrong? Disagree. I wouldn't disagree on that at all. I mean, that's, that says a lot because, you know, there's only one Muhammad Ali. I mean, I mean, the inside ring showmanship, definitely not there, but the skill, like, the way he, yeah. he's very smooth. I'm t- Bro, I, I meant it what I said last time that, he, to me, he was almost, like, the per- like made to be a boxer. Like put together, he bro. does. He like the way he was. Gl- he's a big ass dude. Yeah, big. Oh, yeah. Very he much so. Was, what, like he six, was six two fifty. He was yeah, moving, yeah. dude. Like I was like, man, this guy is fucking smooth. And he has a cool accent. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> right? And with that cute smile, like oh, great. I'm this guy's got it all. Just, hey, coach, I think you got a thing for him. Wow, man. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Call it as I see it. <laughs> when you're good looking, you can tell other people they're good looking too. Right. <laughs> but yeah, man, that that fight was that fight was great. And he had that nice finishing right hand. Oh, nice was. extension on it. That 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 was a nice signature right hand. And that was all over. It looked so, good. Here's a real question: Does he fight Tyson Fury next? Well, he well, dodged he that to. question, bro. At the at the his uh, the the post. The post interview. He doesn't want that smoke, man. Now Bro. he has to. Like, who else is there? Did you see? Uh, uh, I mean, he once fight. again, he could fight. Uh, he could do uh, another Ruiz fight, which I I don't think is, is nah, as attractive. Not. not right now. He could fight Dylan White, which was the original fight before Ruiz. He could fight. Um, uh, he could fight the Bomber. 
Yeah, there's Wilder there. Yeah. I mean, that's originally what was, was really was supposed to work supposed up to, to was yeah. him and Wilder. It, so for the people that don't know, since since Mayweather left, the welterweight division has been flooded with a bunch of new up and comers like Thurman and Garcia was Broner at the time. Um, it, then it kind of uh, the bomber made it more popular to right. look at the big guys. Because it was Klitschko's, and they, they were a lot of people called them boring fighters. And, they, and he was an getting, American. And yeah, and they weren't uh, exactly, and they weren't uh, getting dethroned. Then Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua came in the picture. Then we got a humongous buzz with, when Ruiz upset this guy we're talking about, right. Anthony Joshua. And and then you throw the, the bomber in the mix. And now you got Tyson. So now it's it's like a super exciting division to watch. Like these big guys. The heavyweights is worth talking yeah. about oh, now. Oh, big time. Exactly. I want to see. I want to see all those fights. I want to see Ruiz. Uh, I want to see Ruiz fight the Bomber, oh, Tyson Fury, AJ. Uh, before all that, it was supposed to be AJ and, and the Bomber. Yeah, right? exactly. And then they both got they both got clipped on their fights that weren't supposed to lose. Right. And now it's all entangled with the other guys. And I'd love to see them all fight each other. Hell yeah, fighting right? WWE style Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're saying that, that Ruiz is supposed to fight uh, Chris Ariola. I don't know how true that is, but um, but why Chris though? Do he's he used to be a name. He, he used, used to, to be like yeah, but, uh, years ago, like right. what four or five years ago maybe. Yeah, he yeah. got he got beat up by the other uh, Klitschko brother. Yeah. That, oh, that was, that was a brutal that, fight that too. Uh, yeah. That hurt a lot. I was like. Damn. I was helping. He was like the Mexican yeah. guy we were rooting for, the mm-hmm. ball cholo. We're like, get out with the tattoos. Oh, no. Why? Why are you letting him hit you like that? So you think Tyson Fury's <laughs> next? Dude, Tyson Fury. Dude, did you, did you see his call him out again? Dude, yeah. <laughs> he called him out quick, <laughs> actually. I said that on the last, on the last episode. Like, this guy not even 30 minutes it. later, the fight was over. He was like, I want the smoke. Mm-hmm. Why did you dodge that question? <laughs> the dude's calling, bro. I was like, oh, damn, this was on it. He's coming Wait. to campaign that whole division. Right. I think Tyson Fury's that's his goal. Come come get me. I'm here. Or I'll come get you. For Anthony Joshua, that was a good fight. It was like a stepping stone for him, like, okay, I'm comfortable. I did well with this. Yeah. You know, he needed that confidence level because yeah. you know, when you get knocked out and you lose, your confidence goes out the window. Right. And he's still like he's still finding himself. And you know but he looked great. But he, he looked, looked great. Super the the sharp guy can brains. box. That's the thing. He can box. He can move, you know, he can punch. Um, like I said, he looked in shape. Yeah. Oh, so dude, it's, it's, basically, yeah, he looks really physique, good. So now, yeah. but it's the confidence, you know. Does he have the confidence? the confidence? Just because you you play the part, is the confidence. I mean, again, boxing really is ninety five percent mental. Mental. You have to be mentally prepared mm-hmm. and ready, want to do it. You know, physically, it's physical. Every I always tell everybody, everyone's in shape, but how mental are you? Yeah. And that could be the issue. Is he, is he really mentally he goes? This was a good win for me. I'm happy with it. But am I ready for the next step of challenging myself from there? You know, if he was undefeated, his mental would be a lot stronger. And he goes, yeah, let's do it. But, you know, that being knocked out carries with you for quite a while. And the way he lost, and he wasn't supposed to lose right. at all. Especially, Especially when everybody looked at who yeah. he was fighting. You know, not knocking um, Ruiz. Ruiz at all. But he just overlooked. He was like, I'm, I'm bigger than you. I'm better shape than you. There's no way I you're going to cool do this. I got a cool accent. I'm in shape. I'm yeah. richer he, than you. You know, Come he, on. not only he lost, he got embarrassed. Yeah, he did. So, yeah. therefore, he was like, you know, am I really who I am? So, it, it's, he's still learning more about himself. You know, when you're undefeated, you're, you feel you're unstoppable. Right. You get stopped. And then exactly. all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, I'm not Wake really up. ready to challenge these other fighters. Wake up call. And um, 
the king, the fury, looks good, and he's calling everybody out. So therefore, you're like, you know what? Maybe, I, yeah, I'm gonna try to hesitate this challenge here. And that's really the truth. Yeah. No, you're right. Do you think it's uh, like promoters? Oh, they uh, promoters uh, are always involved. So, always so that's another thing or is, he, or is he really scared? No, no, no. See, I don't believe a fighter is actually scared. Um, being smart is one thing, but being a fighter, like when, when Canelo was being called out, being scared of uh, of uh, being we're, sorry we're potting here. Sorry about that. Um, being uh, called out for being scared of uh, well, I say called out, but um, they were saying he was scared of Triple G. I don't think any of these fighters are scared to fight another fighter in their weight class. They're right. That's what they train for. They're 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 fighters in their heart. They're, I don't think they're scared. So promoters make fighters I think promoters are scared to lose their the way the guy That is very much true. Right? The promoters really they they want it. They want to have all the all the leverage. fighters that are stable. Yeah, and, and the leverage of And basically they make all the money. Yes. They when it you know when it comes to another promoter they're not they're fighting the promoters are fighting about who makes the most money. They go you're you promoted in your side, I promoted on my side. I'm the A side. No, I'm the A side. Right. So the the, the A and the B side Right. It's, uh, all right, the A side gets the most money? Yeah. Pretty much they do control, the controlling. Yes, correct. Uh, they choose and the they game, have to say so. Gloves, Who comes out first? Well, the thing is with promoters, you got to understand this. When the A side wants, it makes a difference, the size of the ring, that, mm -hmm. the entrance, the gloves, what they wear, what they do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is. The, you the know, drug it, testing. Very all much all goes into it. Plus, now we're talking about the money. You know, you know the a side, I want 70%, you get 40%. The lion's share, yeah. And a lot of times, like, no, I, there's no way. It's either 50 50 or not. You're not giving me 40 while you get 70. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, it really. And, and some of these guys turn divas, and, and I won't get too much into it. I want to say. Miguel Cotto. I, Miguel Cotto, <laughs> as much as I like him as a fighter, style, style wise, and everything. As, as all the back end stuff I used to read up and watch, like when he fought Mayweather. If you guys all pay attention to the Mayweather Cotto fight, Cotto came out announced like a champion. And that was, and when he fought Sergio Martinez, he did the same thing. He held no belts. He had no, he wasn't the A side. He just felt that um, I put asses in seats. Yeah. And I'm Miguel Cotto. So to fight me is kind of like a, kind of like a privilege. So yeah. I get announced as a champion regardless. And Mayweather was like, go ahead. And we'll fight at 154. Mayweather was like, all right, cool. I want the best, whatever you want. I want the best Miguel Cotto. And a lot of people don't know that. They fought with big gloves at Miguel Cotto's comfortable weight, which right. is a little heavier than uh, Mayweather was. He got announced as a champion, Cotto did, and um, a couple of other things. I think he got like a good share of pay-per-view or something like that. But nonetheless, that to me is disrespectful as, as in the sport because if you're the champion, you should be announced as a champion. You should get the side of the champion in the ring. That's, I mean, I right. respect that. Oh, I agree. I see that happening. He's lucky I didn't turn proud to beat Miguel Cotto up myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a good fighter, man. You can't take I can't, as much as much as you know uh, the diva, the whole diva thing. Well, I, Miguel Cotto was a, again was a great the A side. What people don't understand is they pick the judges. Oh, really? I didn't know that. The A side picks the judges, and I'll tell you how this works. Um, when you wonder why sometimes how come the fight's not meeting, when you have two fighters, they they know all the judges. They and, and the ref too, right? And the refs. And the refs. So they, they know, they go, hey, you know, but they go with the judges first. This is what the biggest issue with the judging. It's not like you get whatever you get. Nope, because I don't like that judge. Mm. I, that judge made me lose my fight. That judge did not give me that round. 
So you play favorites. Oh, I like this judge. He made me win this fight. It's like with anybody. You, but it's, 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 it's a like different having night, someone though, isn't it? like these guys know me. They like me. I know they're on my side. These these guys don't care less about me, so I don't want them. But isn't it a different a different night? They could be seeing a different thing. Your performance is different. I mean, I see what your point, but isn't it also like um, like for example, uh, God, I gotta stop saying like using Mayweather as an example. It's just right. so hard. Uh, Mayweather Canelo. Right. That was a there. If anyone can bring me factual material to debate that Canelo won that fight, I didn't see it. Um, what I saw that night was Canelo going to school and learning a lot from that loss. It was a clear loss for Canelo. Oh, without a doubt. Opinion. Well, I and mean, there was one loss, one loss, one judge that had Canelo winning that fight. I agree. Or, 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 a, or a draw or something like that. So, something crazy. Well, I was like, what? you know, now when it comes to judging, and people think it's easy to judge. The fact is, when you're watching in TV, you have multiple angles. You have uh, the best view. Right. If you ever watch a live fight, you don't really see everything right. because of where you're sitting and that you only have one angle right. versus there's multiple cameras. And so when you're at home, you're like, oh, I can see it from above, from, from the, the left, side, from the yeah. right, yeah. from the bottom. Right. You don't, away. People don't understand that. So when they go, I don't understand why that judge, his score is so fucked up. Looking, looking at the guy's <laughs> back. So, and the Got fact it. is, Got keep it. in mind, the judge is in the center of the ring on one side. Yeah. So if the fight's happening in the opposite side, he can't really see that well. He sees yeah. the one, si one side of the back and not mm -hmm. the other side of the front. So that's why they're in angles from the judges. So you could get two judges looking at two same views. The, the third judge can't see it. And he's like, ah, it's almost like he's guessing. Got what he, it. Okay. What, he's, what he's looking yeah, for, he goes, I think he has a good one. That's why you have three different scores because of the angles of the, of the ring. Yeah. And they don't have the multiple cameras from going from left to right, and, and they say, I didn't see a body shot. Because, you know, when this other guy goes, I judged, I scored it because of the body shot. And the right hand, I saw this, but he didn't see the right hand. So that's why you have different scoring. But people don't understand that. They go, when you say, I saw this in clear sight, how did this judge not see it? Yeah. Because you had a better angle on your TV. Yeah, than the, that makes a lot of sense. So that's why there's different scoring. So, so when you're fighting, you have to look good to all three judges. Mm -hmm, so yep. I always tell the guys, when you're fighting, know where the judges are at and give at least two judges a good angle to see you. And then when you change your angles, I mean, because that's what it is. Right. It's a whole thing. Um, as for referee, again, you, also, you pick your choose your referee when it's a pay-per-view fight. And again, just because you're a fighter, they could, you go, I don't like this referee for anything. I don't want him on my side. I don't want him in the fight. You know, he keeps pushing me back, pushing me back, telling me right. what to do, what not to do. I don't need him in my face. Right. And there's some some referees that, that will let you fight inside or fight a little closer. Right. And some some refs will push you. They'll separate you. They'll break it up quick. Break it up quick. I so, mean, that that that's a good point unless you're, you're Edgar Berlanga. Oh. <laughs> oh. You don't need no judge for that. You don't need a judge for that. Well, no. That dude's all stoppages, right? Oh, stop it. Impressive. 100%. 100%. How many fights? Not 16. 16, 16, 16 fights. 16 fights, 16 knockouts. Did all you see in, him this All weekend? in the first round. All in the first really? round. Yeah. All, all in the first round? All in the first round. He's never hit the second round. No way. He's That's never. He's knocked, all those knockouts are in the first round. That's. Look that I'm up. Looking That's it up. crazy. I gotta oh, God, check. I got to check this kid out. So that kid's impressive. I knew, I knew he was like at 100% knockout, but, but first, I didn't know yeah. first round. First round. That's, yeah, it's first so, round. So, first round in something like that, Coach, do you, would you say that's um, super talented or super risk taker? 
Well, in the first round, you're not really – there's a risk. In boxing, there's a risk in anything you do. Yeah. So, so you can't say he's not talented. Clearly, he's heavy-handed. Yeah. And he's willing to throw his hands, and he believes in, believes in his power. That's why. What comes to boxing – this is kind of funny. So the average person who doesn't fight doesn't run away from anybody. Let's say you're, you're 18 years old. Yeah. And you came up a kid that's 12 years old. You're not going to run away from a 12-year-old. You're pretty confident. Right. I, I could beat this kid. So you know, even if this 12-year-old fights you, you're going to fight him because he's 12 years right. old. Until he, this 18-year-old, he's 18. Then you respect him. Right? You're right. like, oh, well, we're the same level. Yeah, yeah. Well, in boxing, it's the same way. The way when you come in there with your confidence, like, oh, I'm going to treat him like a 12-year-old. I'm going to attack him. The There's no way. Run, I'm going to yeah. bully back up. Well, that's how he, he does. He, tra- he treats you like a 12-year-old. He doesn't do respect you as, a, yeah, as an equal on that yeah. fight. So he, when I was watching him, I go, oh, he's just hammering him. And like he was beating up a 12-year-old kid. And that's really, if anyone who fights understands that, yeah, you're right. When you've got the confident world, oh, I could beat this guy like senselessly. And there's no way he's in my caliber and I beat him. That, Where the respects, when he's like, oh, you're as equal as I am. That, that's almost like saying, I mean, you've got to have a certain level of respect to, to, to any opponent but it seems like this guy's mentality is just like i don't care let's go i'm coming, I'm coming exactly. to do one he's, thing he's looking it. right now because he's in a total high level right now that's so. crazy it, it's 16 fights yet 16 16 16 ko's wow and i was uh, I, I think i was telling you when i talked to you on uh, yesterday yes and i was like oh dude this kid this kid is amazing this kid dude i'm telling you brooklyn so, brooklyn stand yeah. up for brooklyn for brooklyn Cause you got uh, Delfimo Lopez from Brooklyn, Lopez right? From Brooklyn. And then you got Edgar Berlanga from Brooklyn. Yes. Oh, wow. And dude, I'm hey, telling that, those, you, those kids are creating some buzz. Delfimo Lopez, I, I think I called him before the uh, before the um, uh, Lomachenko fight, and I, and I picked Lomachenko to win. I said this this Lomachenko is just he's nice, man, super nice. But I, I told I told him on the phone. I told Chubbs. Teofimo Lopez is a big, big kid yeah. for that. Right. He's a big kid. Very much he's so. A, he's a risk taker. He's fearless. And I don't think he's going to care about the I wouldn't be surprised if he beats Loma. Of, yeah, I told I'm him that. Right. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, <laughs> I would not be surprised, but I've got Loma to win. And he looks like a boxer. When you look at him, he looks like a fighter. When you're like, ooh, that's a fighter. Ooh. Yeah. Teofimo? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very much like so. Very much so. You know, the dad, the dad, I think, is like a watered-down version of uh, Angel Garcia. Right. Doesn't quite pull it off because Angel's just, I don't know, something about Angel Garcia is just entertaining. But um, nonetheless, man, Teofimo Lopez, uh, he can fight. And all those, all those kids in that lower division are creating buzz. You tank. Shakur Stevenson, right? Uh, oh, Shakur Lopez. Stevenson had an amazing fight. Yeah, I've been a, I've been too. a fan of uh, Shakur Stevenson for for a long time. Me and my cousin argue about that in the garage all the time. Um, all those kids should be in the mix too. Uh, Ryan Garcia, if, if in my opinion, Ryan Garcia is a little he's got a little too much buzz for what he's got on resume. Um, in yeah, comparison, just the Instagram fame that got Instagram fame, right? Yeah, and he's a pretty boy. And he's a pretty boy under the pretty boy, right? Uh, Oscar De La Hoya, correct. Um, All his knockouts have been under three minutes. Who's? Uh, Edgar, Edgar Berlangas. Yeah, told you. Gosh, under Edgar. three minutes, Under bro. three minutes. Wow, man. That's why he doesn't go to the second round. thing is, could he last in a, versus, you know, quality fighter? Yeah, like what if he gets like a, like a precision boxer? Wait, even a very defensive a super fighter. Super boxer or super defensive 45 fighter. seconds. Was that's his... nuts. Can he, can he hey, hang man. in the later rounds? Shots wow. That that's amazing. Yeah, that's 
That, that dude, uh, yeah, that dude, there was a crazy fight this weekend. Very much so. Did you guys check out Chris Colbert? Yes. I didn't get to see that one, but he's, he's a beast a little. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I don't, I don't understand why there's so many good fights in one day. There was very much good fights. Everything's funneling do you, down, man. Everyone do you know how break. hard that is to keep up? Trying yeah. to watch yeah. four so or watch, five different yeah. fights right. at the same time? Yeah. And I'm over here telling you, oh, I was watching PBC, but it was really ESPN. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I go, that was ESPN, top rank. <laughs> my, friend, my friend Johnny had me looking at things Back, a little different. That was a good fight. <laughs> that really was. Hey, for all of you guys that, are, that, are, that, are, that like boxing but are not like tuned in, tuned in like this, Keep an eye out on these guys, um, on the names. Shakur Stevenson, uh, of course you guys, Chris Colbert, um, Berlanga, all these guys. Teofimo. Teofimo Lopez. A lot. I think a lot of people. Gervonta Davis. Yeah, everybody knows Gervonta. That's stacked. Tank Davis. And you got a pretty boy Ryan. (laughs) 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 I wonder who he's fighting. um, Luke Campbell. Luke Luke Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, January. Which is a solid dude. January second. Yeah. I know he went. What did he go? Twelve rounds with Lomachenko, right? I think so. He went. He went the full length. I think so. With the distance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, But that dude, he um, he called out. He called out Javante Davis. Right. He called out Ryan Garcia. Yeah. He doesn't want that. He said. He said he's gonna knock every single one of them out because they've all disrespected him on social media. After what he. Davis did to Santa Cruz. I'm like, uh, no, bro. Can yeah. we not talk about that because, <laughs> like, it, it, it hurts my heart, bro. I'm not gonna much. lie. That that knockout by by Leo Santa Cruz still makes Girl, me cry. Tanks dude. a hitter, apparently. Yeah, he's a he's big, clearly a big puncher. Hitter. Did you guys? Um, I don't know if you guys tune into uh, boxing from Mexico. I have not. Nah, not much. Not no, much. No. Dude, they. Got I was some, out of town. They What's got some. On? They got some heat down there too, dude. Like. There, I was I was trying to catch that too, um, boxeo, este boxeo or something like that. Right, boxeo, yeah. Yeah. Azteca, yeah. Hey, these two sisters, the Fernandez sisters. Right. Oh my God, beast. The, the beast, super beast, dude. Um, Diana La Bonita. Oh yeah, uh, I've heard, I've seen her. And dude and her sister. Oh my gosh, they put in some work this weekend. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, big time. Yep. So. Triple G's also fighting this weekend. Yes. Well, yeah. We were just talking about him, too. Is this his second fight with his new trainer? Yes. All right. So, and that that last fight didn't look too good. No. That performance wasn't that good. I felt like he almost almost got stopped. Fell off. I know. He had a a couple combinations that. So, do you think it's because, you know how we were talking about that last time, right? About the the switching of the coach? It's a combination of several things. One, swooping, like you said, switching coaches is basically trusting. You may like your new coach, but you may not believe in your coach when your coach tells you, hey, I need you to do this, I need you to do that. And you're like, oh, really? Are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? Versus your original coach would tell you, hey, do this. Okay, I believe in you, what you're telling me. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a trust issue when you're working in the corner. And, you know, you're, as a fighter, you're like, are you giving me the right advice? Sometimes you don't see that. You're like, I wanted you to do this. I didn't see it. I wasn't feeling it. And there's that, you know, believing in your coach what to do mm-hmm. you like your original coach can say hey i need you to dive off this building okay you dive off this building <laughs> where the new coach i ain't diving off no building yeah so it's really it's a trust issue and and all coaches know that as a trainer we go hey you have to believe in what i'm telling you so there's a bond you have to build 
And so you start out as a slow fight and work with each other. And then you, you'll realize that your coach does have your back or he understands how you fight because your original coach knows who you are. Your new coach, may, you, you think of your new coach, I don't think you know me yet hmm. to, yeah. to really trust me to right. do this. So that's why you get those issues. So that's a combination of one. Two, he's not as young as he Age, used to be. Yeah. Is it possible yep. that he got old? And, you know, and, and that happens a lot too. He took some. He took some really stressful um, fights a lot. I mean, when he fought Danny Jacobs, Danny Jacobs gave him some work. Oh, he oh, that did. Was a good fight um, too, yeah. and and Canelo, exactly. of course, he, he went out in some wars with Canelo. Do you think he got demoralized from that Canelo loss? I feel he did. Yeah, I, I feel in his own right, he felt he got disrespected. Meaning, because he be, he believes himself that he won both of those fights. Very much so. He he, you know he. The first fight to him he goes that was not a draw. Huh? It wasn't. How how could you it guys wasn't. pick a draw? What angles were you looking at it as a judge? I was pounding him in every corner. I thought you, as, you took the and, first fight. And if honestly. you if you really watch that fight yeah. carefully, Canelo did, and this is a rare word I use, rare, that he was running from corner to corner. Yeah. He was avoiding Canelo, literally just running away from him. You can't win a fight by running. And literally, if you watch the fight, you'll see, you're right. He went from one corner to another corner without punching. Why? Triple G chasing him, chasing him. He was the hunter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that wasn't a draw, clearly. The second fight, and I tell this to everybody, Canelo fought better. Yeah. He, he, this time he fought. He took that But yeah. it wasn't a win. Triple G was still fighting again, and he was doing. If you look, he had the cleaner punches. Even though Canelo had some good punches, Triple G had good punches, and he was still the pressure fighter. If you watch that fight, he was still pressuring. He wasn't backing up, and so to take that fight away from him, I can see where he felt like it was an inside. Goes, what does it take for me to win? You know, he, he realized Canelo is the favorite. Canelo was making more money. Mm -hmm. He got paid more. Mm -hmm. It was really the Canelo show. And he just felt like, hey, I'm Triple G. I deserve some kind of credit for it. So that does take a lot out of you. You got something to say about that second fight, Mr. Lou? The second Triple G? Yeah. Canelo. I think I, when I watched it, I, I give it to Canelo. He was, it was a different fight for him. He fought a different fight. He fought the way they wanted. He fought the way Abel and Triple G wanted him to fight. They campaigned to have him stand or come forward, and that's exactly what he did. And I, I think what took away from Triple G was – he wasn't used to fighting backwards. Right. He getting pushed backwards, so he, he didn't have an answer to a lot. Throw him off his game. Yeah, very much so. I, I Canelo's a big boy, and I thought he was too small for 160, but he grew into it. And uh, what is he at now? Like 168. 168 right now. <laughs> so so I, I think with that size and his weight, he's always put on like 18 pounds over um, 18 pounds over night. You know, you weigh in at like 154, coming in like 170 something or some crazy stuff like that. So do you think he takes that this weekend? Uh, triple G, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think Triple. I don't think he's done. I, I do think he's been in some wars and he's a new trainer and stuff and minor setback, but major comeback. I think he's still in the game. He's he's not the Triple G he used to be for sure, but I think he's still in the game. Yeah. So what about the Canelo fight this weekend with Carlos? Canelo fight. Thing about Canelo, what makes him different is is in my opinion, and I think I touched on it before. I was a big skeptic of Canelo. I, I was skeptical of the way they were taking care of him and you know he's campaigning as a Mex big Mexican star and as Mexicans man we want to see we want to see you brawl it out we want to see you go yeah, and yeah. not brawl it out necessarily but go out and nah, bang dude, we want to fucking bang <laughs> yeah, we'll through brawl, right? <laughs> uh, but we want we, we want to see you fight everybody and um, 
That's but, what that's what I wanted from Canelo. And he came around for me. In my opinion, he came around. He he fought everyone that that was um, was it put in their form. Uh, Triple G, everyone. Um, Cotto. I, I was kind of like, I can't believe he's fighting Cotto, and he showed me a lot. I think that fight was a turnaround fight for me. Well, they say that Kong Smith is a. Uh... Is the Canelo of Europe, right? Uh, I mean, he, uh, he, is he is he considered that? I mean, I, I know, know he's like, considered that. I heard that, I heard that a, a few places. But I was watching a couple of his highlights, and he attacks the body like Canelo. Like he yeah. goes in, he's you know, no, he, the liver, and just goes. He's not him. a. He's definitely not a pushover, at all. Uh, one of the fights Canelo gets criticized for is when he fought Rocky Fielding. Rocky Fielding was like one of the fights that people are like, ah, you know, why is he fighting people like this when he's got you know other bigger names he could fight or whatnot um when he came when he came in to fight canelo he had uh, rocky fielding had one loss and that one loss was Callum smith. smith and Callum smith is still undefeated he's fresh young very confident and like 27 said, wins 27 wins yeah 27 wins. 19 Zero knockouts I mean, he's, a good, he's a great fighter no losses no draws i still i still edge canelo for sure the thing about canelo like i was saying is Canelo is the type of fighter that gets better and better after every fight. Well, he looks better and better every fight. Yeah, right. Because he he takes what he takes whatever it was from that fight and the mistakes. He's not a one-dimensional fighter. He learns and he learns and he gets better and better. And um, every fight proves it, man. I, he he made a believer out of me, and like I said, I was skeptical. Well, I thought he learned a lot when he fought Mayweather. Oh, yeah. That's, that where, that's where the learning came from. That loss was not really a loss in my book. No, that it was, was not. You are correct. Took him to school. That's where he Mayweather realized because everything favored him on that fight. He was bigger, younger. heavier, younger, stronger. Mm -hmm. In his mind, there's no way you can win. And he was the, – the, the, the mentality – his IQ, the way he thinks – is purely like a fighter in the in the build up to it he he even stated and it made me nervous because i had like 2500 bucks on that fight i won like 2500 dollars on that fight from different people um he goes uh in the in the all access or 24 7 whatever it was he goes see a lot of a lot of these other fighters they 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 get discouraged and they get they get the confidence stripped because they get they get picked apart and they get so angry, they want to come at Mayweather and just rip his head off. Right. You have to stay composed. You have to be smart. You have to cut off the ring. And I was like, oh, my God, this kid knows what he's talking about. He's huge. He might come in. You know, he might do it. But nonetheless, he came in, and he went to school. That's all. That's all it was. So who do you got this weekend, Coach? Uh, personally, it's hard to rule out Canelo. Um, you, know, it, you know, but this kid is a, a true super middleweight. Who is? Kellum? Uh, yeah. A, a true middleweight. So mm. it, it really, and, you know, technically, it, everything favors him. So what happens if there's an upset this weekend? Ooh, it could happen. It, and, no, and this no, is boxing. Anything can happen, happen in boxing. Absolutely there's no, there's could no happen. guarantee in boxing. There's never a guarantee. Uh -uh. You know, that's, that's something that really, you know, it's like a, like a basketball game. Um, there's no guarantee in basketball game, but if a basketball team loses, not a big deal. But if a boxer loses, it's a major deal. Yeah. So. But but it's Canelo's big enough, I think, where if he does take the law, if it's not like a knockout or a brutal beating. Right. I think if it's like a decision or something like that or a knockdown, I think he just goes back to the drawing board, learns from the loss, and I think he still moves forward. Because he's not worried about losing. He's already lost. No, and that's true. And you have to give him credit. He's willing to fight anybody. 
he's not avoiding anyone. So, and that's what broke up Golden Boy. Yeah. That's yeah, really yeah. what broke, you know, Canelo yeah. wanted to fight. He says, hey, put me out there. Put and Golden Boy did not want to. They were like, no, we're still saving you. And he's like, there's no way. There's no saving by me not fighting. I cannot believe so. they let Canelo off like that. that. Oh, trust me. They're, they're, up they're crying time. about it. I'm sure. Uh, that's okay. not something you. The zone and Golden Boy you know, lost that's, the biggest star in boxing. For, yeah. for a lot of you guys who don't know, Canelo held the biggest sports contract in boxing history, I believe. Um, and that was like 320 or 340. $50 million over like 10 fights or something like that. Nice footwork, coach. And uh, they couldn't put people in front of them. COVID or whatever it may be, lackluster fights, uh, not the right opponents. And um, Canelo's like, screw it. You're not going to put me in a fight? Get me out of this contract. And supposedly they weren't paying him uh, the money that was promised to him or something like that. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of different variables to the, to the whole lawsuit, but he ended up suing him. He got out of the contract, so now he's a free agent, and he put himself. And did he get paid? In this fight. He got paid. Right? I don't think so. I think I think they have a, some kind of agreement for some kind of agreement for um, for the payout. But I know he wasn't getting paid the money he was supposed to be getting paid. That's that's what's stated in, in the record. All right, so call it. Who do you got? Triple G. I got Triple G. You got Canelo. Canelo. Who you got, Eric? I'm gonna go off with the same thing, man. I haven't seen the other guy so much, so I'm gonna side with Triple G. But with you know the whole thing with his trainers switching, I don't know. I mean, um, for me that's a could go either way. But Canelo, I, I got Canelo. Yeah. So were you, coach? I hate to rule out Triple G. Um, we'll see if he picks this up. Uh, so I have to say Triple G. Um, as for Canelo, I'm in the Canelo bandwagon right now. So. Mm-hmm. Me too. Well, you? I'm gonna be the uh, what do you call that? The uh, I'll go against the grain. No. Oh, okay. Grain. With which one? With both of them. What? Both of them. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. Big upset. Yeah. You guys, so you guys are me, Tim Smith. Kelly yeah. Smith. Dang. I got to I'm, I'm going to go against the grain. Mm-hmm. Very good. Because, uh, I don't know, Triple G doesn't look like the same person that he was years ago. You know He's what? Older. You never know, man. You really never know. Unless it's going to be like the uh, like Pacquiao. When he had a shitty fight and came back uh, and came passed back out Thurman. Or, or when Amir Khan was a star and Danny Garcia came out of nowhere and knocked him out. Right. Or Maidana stopped Victor Ortiz. Mm-hmm. Or Maidana stopped Adrian Brunner. I mean, you never know. Man. I'm not going to bet on it. Right. But I'm just going <laughs> yeah, to kiss the grain. Out. Okay, well. That's, that's so, I got to, uh, I'm going to take the European, the, the European Canelo. Canelo. All right. The European Canelo. That's a good one. Yeah, All so. Right. And don't forget about uh, these other up-and-coming guys, too. Um, I got a, a, a guy, Eric Priest, fights on the 17th. Eric Priest, follow him on Instagram. He's, uh, he's, uh, he, just turned, he just turned pro, I believe, and uh, we just dropped some apparel for him, but he's going to fight on the 17th. Tune in. Support him. Support all these up-and-comers, man. Yeah, let's try to get on right now. That's what I got on right now. Let's try to get Matias Ratcliffe on that uh, Mayweather undercard, too. And Matias. Try to get him on that Logan Paul undercard. He's a... Uh, Hey, he's, he's like Berlinga, man. He's stopped everyone so far. <laughs> yeah, has he? Yeah, he's, 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 all, he's all stopped me just so far. No shit. Yeah, he's a little knockout machine, man. He's, he's a monster. That's tight. Well, you guys, this wraps up two. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, everybody. I want to shout out uh, my homeboys from the Roach Clip podcast for helping me get all this uh, audio shit together. Yeah, all the help. Yeah. We do uh, appreciate Tolo it. Prodi and all the degenerates. Thank you guys. Salute. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. 
right. Everyone, um, everyone, thanks for all the feedback. Thanks for all the feedback, for feedback. sure. No, nothing is uh, wow. taken the wrong way. We take all feedback. Everything, Drop a comment. If, everything uh, is positive. Very much so. This you is know, we're check learning. us out on YouTube, mm -hmm. Spotify, and all your uh, podcast Platforms. streams. Yep. 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 All right. Boxing Club Podcast. Out. 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 See you guys out. later.